Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> My name is Max Septicai. I just figured if we were, you know, stealing the catchphrases of famous internet celebrities. What is what is Markiplier ever said? Hold on. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Markiplier. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one. Yeah, this is catchphrase. Just kidding. I love Markiplier. Um, I love Markiplier too. <laughs> so. Uh, we stand Markiplier here. We, we do. This is a, a Markiplier stand zone. Markiplier safe area. You file your complaints <laughs> directly in your own asshole. <laughs> Welcome to Not Another World. This is a podcast, as you no doubt guessed, where we talk about isekai Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to be talking in a very low, sensual tone uh, for this episode because we have a high production value. Um, and... <laughs> As usual, with uh, our one, we're still on in another world with my smartphone. I'd like Dylan, if he would, to start us off with the recap. Okay, so last time in smartphone, we had a very special episode where uh, Toya and his harem went to a castle where there were a bunch of slimes. Uh, The slimes were all being created by this pervert. And there were a lot of sexual hijinks. I laughed. Max oh, laughed. It was came. very, it was good very funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the guy's dead. He's been dead for a while. You didn't. He's been dead for a while. And then the yeah. castle, the stone castle, burned down. Yep. Um, Ye had some weird incest nonsense with Toya. Uh, Lynn wanted to learn some new water magic, and Toya helped her do that after a. Another weird sexual perv scene. Um, and Toya mansplained bombs to Lynn. I feel like that's important. That still makes me giggle. And then, and then there was a dumb scene where Elise wanted to wear a dress and it was presented as if this was some kind of character development and it was not. It was. Um, no. Am I missing anything, Max? Oh, no. You covered all the best points. Now, this... Oh, oh wait. I... One, one, one last point. Because I, I need to mention it because it will not get mentioned again by the show. But... <laughs> Mana is introduced as a concept, as yes. a finite resource, and that will be important for later in this episode. Yes, specifically as a finite expendable resource, because Lynn fucking dunks all hers. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, oh, I hope you were real comfortable last episode, because this episode is sure to be another another comfortable one. So, to start off, in our intro, we learn that Toya has been given a mansion. Apparently... When he went to receive the knighthood and turned it down, the king just fucking gave him a big old manor instead. Uh, I don't know how I that mean, works, Max, but we'll, we'll talk about it. In this economy, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's not a bad deal. <laughs> I give up my knighthood for for a lakeside place. All right. Hey, this is all I'm bit. saying is this real is estate that appreciates. <laughs> all right. Okay. They go in. Uh, he's like, wow, this would be a great place for all of us to live. And they're all like, huh? And then the intro sequence plays. And then when we come back, they're like, oh, we're embarrassed because you basically, because he basically explicitly says, yeah, I love you all like my to-be spouse. And then they all run off and everyone's embarrassed and he's oblivious because it's very funny. Um, And then he just sits with his fucking cat and then they, they come back and double check. They're like, you're sure? And he's like, yep. And that's that for now. And <laughs> they all have a secret talk, but we'll talk about it. 
Um, they need all the various service oh, personnel. Wait. What did I miss? Oh yeah, something? okay, good. Yeah. No, no, no. We yep. meet the maids, the butler, who is not the same butler as the one who got shot by the arrow, but critically looks visually identical to that butler and is apparently <laughs> his brother. Um, two security guys who never speak and never come up again, and I love them. And uh, that's that's about it. And then the Duke and the Duke's daughter, uh, affectionately worst girl, show up. Sushi. Um, and the Duke tells Oh, him, man. Wait, Max. Yes. Can I just say how proud I am that you're starting to adopt the vernacular? <laughs> Can I say how much I was hoping you'd just not notice that? I just, <laughs> it'd just slip right by. Um, okay, okay, Max, who's best girl? Listen, fuck off. You, I'm not, I'm not, there is one, but I'm not saying it aloud. Uh, fucking, the king, he learns from the Duke who's it's, like, it's hey, a god. first of all, you should definitely double marry my daughter too. But second of all, uh, the king wants to ally with Miss Mead. I don't know if that's the actual name of the place. That's what I heard. And Miss Mead is best girl to me. Miss Mead. Uh, and he's like, hey. Listen, we're going to send you on a, a trip to to um, Mismead. Right, which is the beast person kingdom. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beast person land. And then use gate to come back, and then the king can just go to Mismead without fucking any fucking around. And he's like, okay, and they start going, they meet some fucking people who are going with them, and they go, and that night bandits quote-unquote attack, and that's swiftly dealt with. Um, <laughs> they talk about how the this knight who they just met Liam likes Olga this beast girl they just met and they help him buy her a hairpin and they go back to the carriage there's some intrigue they detect a dragon apparently the dragon attack is political they f- lead the dragon away from the town they're coming to and fight it uh they kill it they talk to a bigger dragon they Toya falls asleep on a girl's lap. They play rock paper scissors. The end. Um, but we're not going to tell you which girl until the end. So you got to listen all the way, through. dude. It's fucking intrigue, yo. It's we're stringing the reader along. You won't even know. Uh, all right, listen. I just wanted to say uh, to all our readers out there, thank you for reading our podcast. <laughs> We really appreciate your gaze upon our text. Oh, I want oh, to start off by saying, I it's just a it's just a stupid big mansion, and there's never I the thing that grated on me right off the bat was like he's just like yeah I, the king didn't seem surprised I turned down the knighthood and he said he'd give me this manor instead, and then that's that apparently <laughs> that's how that goes. Which so, I'm just going to point out, like, you can't, in this time, if we're working from a historical perspective, you cannot have that kind of manner without a nobility Oh, title. yeah. Because this is clearly a feudal structure. Oh, yeah. Or at the very least, like, post-feudal but still noble. And also, you don't, I mean, if we're talking about, like, medieval realism, you don't turn down a king who wants to knight you. No matter yeah. if you're the fucking, oh, I'm just the, the nice protagonist who doesn't need it. Although, if you have, like, literally as much power as God, <laughs> maybe you do. If you're, like, born with a nuke in your hands, then, you know, I who am I to stop you? Yeah, um, it's kind of hard to apply historical <laughs> realism logic to Toya's 
Exact situation. And right at the start, we get into really the prevalent theme of this episode, which is just another horrible... It's not as uncomfy uh, a trope as some of the others we've gone over, but it's it's the oblivious protagonist. Um, I know no. it's a trope because Dylan has explained it to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Members? Weird ideas about me. <laughs> Members of our audience who watch anime and specifically has watched harem anime before or anime that you enjoy despite its harem elements <laughs> are probably familiar with the oblivious protagonist. Um, it's sort of a part of is... that thing we talked about before where he he's like, oh, I don't want her in my harem, but I guess it's going to happen. Right. It's kind of related Except, to that, I felt like. Yeah, it's kind of a twist on that because it's basically the way that you can have one character be liked by a lot of people and have that be a stable situation. And mm. the only way you can really do that is to have the character be oblivious to everybody's affection. Yes. Um, here's why that does not work with <laughs> Toya. Because one of the members of this group is engaged to him <laughs> and explicitly says, I love you. Explicitly basically. talks to him about the children they will have one day. And he, Toya, in his just epitome of passiveness, just goes, uh-huh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so he's, to some extent, on board, unless he's just totally checked out at this point. <laughs> and I mean, Toya's basically just like, a seed receptacle <laughs> for the kingdom. <laughs> That's basically... He's a dispenser, Dylan. He's a dispenser, seed dispenser. You're right. Yeah, well, Everyone's not in my like, pegging fanfic. Uh, it kind of feeds... I mean, that idea... I mean, now it's in kind of gross territory, but it kind yeah. of feeds into, oh, all the royalty wants a, wants a child who both has Toya's power and their royal blood. Like, right, I mean... That that, that, that all makes checks. sense. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's weird about this whole dynamic is that um, this is a world where polygamy is ex- is explicitly okay and common, even or at least expected. Clearly, yeah. I mean, even amongst nobility, they seem to not really have an issue with polygamy. Well, that's yeah. So, it's explicitly, uh, whatever her name is, two eye color girl. She goes like, oh, I couldn't be expected to monopolize you. Sure, you can fucking do this, you know? Right. I mean, like, to be, yeah, a princess is not expecting to monopolize her future husband. So, like, who's a commoner? Um, <laughs> By the way. So, but, like, like, he's not, it's, it's he's not. It's, if it's right. <laughs> if it's fucking toilet. Sure, sure, it's fine. It's totally, but it's whatever. Who cares? And we're not even talking about, like, the... the pre-intro distinct from the post-intro here because there's just this one long scene that's all about this and it's not worth yeah, distinguishing one with, part from another right they put the intro in the middle of it but it's just <laughs> the same scene no I'm, I'm just saying the whole logic behind like oh i can't be with all the girls so i have to be oblivious to their affection does not track even oh, a yeah. little bit and later in this episode they show that toya picks up immediately on two other characters being attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. So him not recognizing that people are attracted to him is insane. <laughs> it's And you'd think here that there'd be some level of subjectivity to what we're saying. Like, oh, yeah, you think it's insane, but sure, a lot of people, I was dumb around girls in my age, <laughs> you know? 
But this is not one of those subjective cases. This, there, I do not know if, aside from just fucking every chick flinging themselves at him, there could be any more direct of a route to this <laughs> that they are taking. Like, it would require cosmic interference for him not to notice the shit that happens just constantly. I mean, I'm just mad because it's internally inconsistent, right? (laughs) Even Uh even beyond just how dense can you be, because Max Harem protagonist can be pretty friggin' dense. I'm mad Um, because we're like, we're almost like, you know, buying what they're selling. They're like, oh, how could he be this oblivious? I know. They, but I mean, they asking, played that like, joke. But we're asking, like, no. How could he be? <laughs> right. How could this how could happen? He, and how could he be this oblivious when he also, like, picks it up immediately mm-hmm. with other people? Like, in a definitively more subtle dynamic, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, not much, but more than his. Yeah. You know? Um, I think, I think that this is him realizing, starting to realize that people are trying to to make a bid, and he's trying to extract as much out of it as he can. Oh, oh! But that's, we'll get into the conspiracy in a bit. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that uh, that headcanon. Um, and also, it's just we get so wrapped up in this plot of these side characters this episode who just now got introduced and no the (laughs) fact that he helped her sister find her in that one time does not count um and it just kind of like i don't care about fucking liam it's like oh he likes this girl it's like whatever oh he's okay but he's got a hilarious part to me is in a part of their dynamic so when i i described earlier that bandits on their first night attack them. And the reason why I put such heavy emphasis on my air quotes was we never even see the bandits before they're defeated. Wait, do we want to get into this now? Because I I I still have some things to say. I feel like we're kind of jumping all over the timeline at this point of of this episode. Okay, yeah, screw it. Yeah, let's get to the bandits piece. But I just want to start a discussion about, because this is not the last (laughs) time this will happen. So what happens is, first, they're sitting around this fire, and Bunny Girl, who's just one of the beast people who's traveling with them, is like, hey, she's the, I detect she's something. She's actually best girl. Hot what take. was that? She's best girl. Uh, that's that's just not true. You can get out of my life. Um, no, it is. Literally, all any random background character <laughs> is best girl by virtue of not... They haven't not let me speaking. down yet. <laughs> oh... Uh, I'm I I think best girl is uh, square chin boy. <laughs> I love square chin boy. I, he's he's really just this background shame. extra, and he has just the squarest, strongest it's, jaw. It's such a shame that in this medium we cannot present you with an image because I don't think I can adequately describe how square this man's fucking head is and how it's like devoid his expression is. His jaw is so strong. <laughs> that like I could build like a, a new life just on my on that job. <laughs> I, I could fucking slice a whole roast with this man's skull. All right, <laughs> this fucking thing could cut mountains in two. 
<laughs> I wish he'd had a speaking, like, one spoken line. Just one line. Just and, like, please. his one line is, like, it's, like, by fucking, oh, God, I had an actor's name in mind, and I ruined the bit by forgetting it immediately. No, no. <laughs> um, on that note, we should also talk about the two security guards. Oh, who. Yes. Max noted, <laughs> they are real, somewhat reminiscent of Penn and Teller. <laughs> they have a real Penn and Teller vibe. They got a real Penn and Teller vibe. And if you if you disregard the height difference, almost like a Key and Peele vibe as well, I'd say. Oh, yeah. You know? No, I can see that too. This is another, by the way, this is another pair of background characters who never speak. These are the security guards for his manor, which on its own is a laughable concept. But right. these, <laughs> these fucking guys have like... I don't know how to describe it, like, muscular faces. <laughs> and they okay, I, have... I know how to describe it. Do Go you guys, ahead. do you remember um, in uh, Doctor Strange, the Sorceress Supreme? Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, that's Holy what... Fuck. That's the shorter one. <laughs> that's okay, what the shorter guy looks like. All you have to do for the shorter one is just think of an anime Sorceress Supreme. Right, what about this tall girl yeah. then? He's like, oh, let me get a good he's a look. Little, he's a little tougher, but that was like the perfect yeah. mental image for this. He's like if the Sorcerer Supreme <laughs> got like a little wig. <laughs> and like a taller, more cylindrical head. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. He, so, he, it's a bit, it reminds me a bit of like the classical Frankenstein, like green headed, the bolts in the neck. <laughs> oh, wow. God, you're coming up with these great analogies because. Yeah, thanks. I got those bulls. <laughs> That really fucking hits the nail on the head. I got it like that. Um, and so, and yeah, if you're complaining about us going on this long about background characters, it's because as the show goes on, to a greater and greater extent, there's nothing to say. We don't want to talk about the real show. We don't want to talk about it. Like, okay, yes, but we got to oh, get into it. It's true. And and I was just talking about this bandit scene, and I never finished my sentence. Oh, um, yeah. Get into it's it. It's that instead of, like, a combat scene... What we get is Toya tells his phone to search for bandits and a bunch of fucking little blips popped up. Hey, I thought you needed physical descriptions. Oh, whatever. Ha ha. Um, and then he taps on all the blips and just says paralyze. And we never even fucking see him. We just hear little noises and now they're all paralyzed. And, and then Olga walks up and thanks Liam. Leon, his, isn't it? For his help in the fight. The man yeah. who literally stood by and did nothing. The only person who could have possibly been given some credit besides Toya is the bunny girl. Right, but no, <laughs> she thinks Leon. And I also want to say, because uh, I don't think we really explicitly said this. Okay, so Leon is a new character who gets introduced. Yes. He's a knight. He We don't know anything about him except his hair swoops like way to the side. Oh. Uh, his, he has these bangs that just go on for his miles. His hair is like fucking doing hang glider tricks, you know? Like, yeah. this shit is wild. It's not. It's <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to complain you... about anime hair not being realistic <laughs> because, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! But Listen, it's just, just a about lot for say, a background character. Imagine if Yugi just dyed it all blonde and, like, gelled it way down. That's yeah. Liam. <laughs> And yeah. yes, we will alternate between calling him Liam, Leon, and Leon, because I'm not really sure which is correct. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah. So. So, and then Olga is the is the beast girl who uh, we Toya met her twice before. saved her sister. She was accused of poisoning the king. 
Right, and she was accused of poisoning the yeah. king, and so she, she, we at least kind of know about her. This whole, like, relationship and the, the fact that Olga and Leon are interested in each other yeah. is only introduced, like, the character of Leon is only introduced, like, by the fifth minute of and, the episode and our perspective into their budding relationship is very leon centric so the one character who we kind of sort of know is pretty much left out of the matter entirely uh and i i don't understand what this blonde character here what this blonde what night boy pretty boy I don't what, even what know he's what, doing in here i don't really know what role he plays like either in the story or like like in a meta sense, because usually Wait, yeah. the, in, in, in this kind of thing, the purpose of a character is either like they join his harem or he like outplays them and they're grateful to him forever for it. Like that is the two categories of character we're dealing with here. The, but, the only thing that I can think about is that Leon and Olga, their like budding relationship is meant to serve as a foil to... Uh, Toya and his harem's relationship, yes. Yes. but it doesn't. It really super doesn't. In fact, it's like the characters talk about how much they're not like each other. <laughs> like, it's... Or, or wait. It, it just, there's there's no interaction between the two relationships. I realized I misinterpreted what you said, like, halfway through that sentence. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, don't worry about it, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, so I know we're jumping around a lot. So basically, we're right now we're just covering, like, first bits timeline. You know, they get the mansion, they're at the mansion, they go on the trip. That's, like, as far as we've gotten so far. I want to say, before we leave this section, that we get a weird little uncomfortable scene with Worst Girl, where she's, like, never too late to show my feminine allure, and she's fucking, what, 12? And Or 10? I think she's 10. She's right there sitting next to her father saying this. Her father, the Duke. And the Duke chimes in to say, Duke well, that's not a bad idea. Duke Zapdos because his mustache looks like Zapdos. And that's yes. all I can remember him as. I, I remember that. Duke's like, yeah, suck his dick. Do it. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> hey, odds. <laughs> odds. Odds you suck to his dick. <laughs> and she's like one in one. one. Like, oh shit! He turns to Toya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sacred ritual in our land. <laughs> in okay, Max, let me hit you with the conspiracy because okay. you know I gotta get in on the conspiracy. Oh, please, I love conspiracies. Okay, so this at first glance does not seem like it fits into this conspiracy mm-hmm. network right why no. would the duke want sushi to marry toya mm-hmm. when yumina is also going to be marrying toya yeah and it's the same right? sort of royal family thing it's the same royal family so it's the same like power structure and that got me thinking it's not right no this, you're right yeah this is the duke making a political play oh shit because he realized the Duke wants to be king, right? Yeah. And not only is he... He's making a play against his own brother. Yeah, that's he's, what I'm saying. Holy shit. Because oh. he's he's thinking, okay, if I let my brother get full control of Toya, I have no chance. Yeah. Like, but 
he's untouchable. He's probably right. immortal, given all the healing powers Toya has. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even like... It's not even necessarily that the Duke is trying to seize control from mm-hmm. his brother, but he's just thinking, like, he needs, I need to put a check. He I need needs to a, be he here. Needs fucking, uh, he needs to get in the game. He needs a chip and play. Right. He needs, he needs to not lose... Because currently, he has a decent amount of power of the Empire, or of the Kingdom, and the King has the most power, right? But the Duke is also exerting considerable power. But if <laughs> the King controls Toya, the Duke just loses that. Yeah. Also... It functions like a, like checks and balances, right? Oh shit! Yeah, I get what so you're. So that's the function of a duke. Oh man, it's that's okay. I like your take. I like your take. Um, I'd buy it. I wasn't. I've been thinking less about the the whole conspiracy just because I've been there's been so much bullshit, and I'm the one who has to, to write the summaries while it goes. <laughs> by the way, um, I just. It's so important to me that I make everything make sense in this conspiracy, because otherwise I'm just watching a mediocre show. Exactly, and Dylan, a mediocre it's get to terrible real show. Hard to fit into the <laughs> into the conspiracy when we hit like remember the flying island. That's going to be uh, hard to fit in, yo. What flying island, Max? <laughs> All right, I guess that's for later. Later, Max. I've, and Dylan. I've wiped whatever you were talking about clear from my memory. <laughs> Um, so just, and just the other, the only other notes I had for this first section was when he's chilling after they were all, all the girls, so in the manor, all the girls ran off embarrassed and he's just like chilling in the yard with a cat, with the, with the cat. And he goes, what's their deal? And the cat goes, don't ask me. I'm just a cat. And I'd like to point out you are an elemental goddess as well. Like (laughs) you are really not just a cat, but not only that, but the cat directly expresses like an understanding of what's going on in that bit at the end where again like some shit happens and Toya looks at the cat like what's going on here and it it makes the little joke quote unquote at the end where it goes what do any animals fight over territory so yeah so totally she totally gets it yeah of course and why would she not she's like this this fucking you know got the cat actually plays a big role in this episode in several places well in theory. In theory, right. In <laughs> practice, maybe less so. Yeah. But my point is, just, don't ask me, I'm just a cat. Her, her. Like, let's not forget this cat, th- this cat is, like, all-powerful, all right? Yeah, it's like a, uh, what is it, a heavenly beast or something? Like, it's, this cat is so powerful that when <laughs> an elder dragon shows up at the end of the episode, it looks at the cat and it's like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're it's the here? cat. <laughs> like shit is serious if you're here so yeah and the cat also i have to give the cat credit for sometimes being a decent part of this show specifically i don't know if we mentioned that time when they reuse the help lost girl find her parents thing in the um in oh, yeah. not the last episode two episodes ago yeah it was the last episode wasn't it was it the last episode yeah I don't think so, because where does that... No, oh, no it was. Finding you're right, it family. Was. You're right, you're right, yeah. it was. Um, and he's like, how do I cover the girl? And he just puts down the cat in front of it, and it just... What does it fucking say? So oh, she, my God. She says, like, hello, small child. Do not be alarmed. <laughs> and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And was funny. like, what is your name? And she was like, eh, it's Grace or whatever. And she, the cat goes, 
I see. <laughs> that was pretty good, you know? And yeah. then, uh, Is anyways, the cat best girl? <laughs> the, <laughs> I think the cat... Dude, I think the cat is best girl. Like, I laughed because I was, like, calculating it, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think he got it. But we can't, Dylan. Yeah. You can't. Sorry, you okay. can't fuck the cat. Um, so... That's quitter talk. Uh, moving on. The I I think that legitimately, um, I like Eliza the most just from an audience perspective. Oh right, because you, you've expressed this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, just because she's the only one who ever calls out Toya's bullshit, <laughs> and I, I appreciate that, that. You know. Yeah. All right. Fucking Eliza. Is her name's Elise? Not Eliza. Did I say Eliza? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I have this wrong in my notes. Wow. This is. That was, that was pretty weak, Dylan. <laughs> so let's jump now past this section, past the bandits. The bandits, we get one frame of them, like, lying on the ground, paralyzed. Right. After Before we go them. past the bandits, let and, me just hit you with my uh, oh, my yes. anime knowledge. Please. Which is that bandits are the laziest <laughs> enemy imaginable. <laughs> You this applies them. generally, too, not just it, it applies generally. But I, I remember there was a manga I was reading once, and I was, like, pretty into it, and it was about, like, a samurai going around. But I had to put it down because, like, the fifth time that bandits just attacked, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's all that happens here. It's, and, it's when you and can't think of an interesting enemy, <laughs> you know? Here's the thing I want to bring up about these bandits. Mm-hmm. Why did they attack? That's... A good question. What is their aim? What is their goal? Because if they didn't know... Okay, if they knew that there was a noble or a princess there, that would be one thing. But it doesn't seem like they did. They just kind of appeared. Exactly, because the princess that's there isn't there because of that trick. She's just kind of there with Toya, you know? Right. Um, and, and, so and this is... The way I see it, there's like a couple possibilities. Either like A... They thought the king was traveling in this carriage because, you know, that's what this trip's intent kind of is, um, is to bring the king to Mismead. Uh, or for some fucking reason, they were after Olga, the, the ambassador from Mismead. Right. Or it was just opportunistic, which is what the show, it feels like, is trying to present. Right. But they're not really carrying wares. No. And basically, this entire group is it's Olga and the rest of them are knights mm-hmm. and what's very clearly an adventuring party including one person who's very clearly a caster mm-hmm. several and people I who just, are clearly casters because you need like th- th- several of them have visible foci uh okay yeah I was just thinking specifically um what's her uh, Lynn right yeah Lynn like, and well, okay. I guess there's not so many visible foci in this as opposed to like some other shit. Yeah, and we're, I don't even want to get like into could... whether you need foci because yeah, I, that's a whole nother matter. <laughs> it seemed like you did at the start for a little while, and then Toya uh, didn't. And some people do now. Uh, yep, and Dylan has a whole rant about how mana is no longer it, no longer required. <laughs> It should have. It should matter. It Toya should exist. Cast multiple barrages of like fucking a fifteen by fifteen grid of light spears. I mean, each nothing. of these have to be like at least a second level spell in <laughs> in D anD D terms. You would think, you know. 
And and to take down a dragon, like to even damage a dragon. Oh yeah. So now we get to like part two of this episode, which is there's yeah. the town with the dumb Liam shit and the dragon. And there's not much to say about the town. Because except that they get in a boat for some reason, and I still don't understand why they get in the boat. And totally. they're only in the boat for that cutaway scene. So Max, we just watched the episode and I forgot that they were on a boat. I know, right? It was a whole thing because then uh, uh, fucking Elise was like, thanks for carrying me, Toy. I was sick on the boat. And then there's the whole oh, right. thing where it's like, why are you still having to carry you if you were fine off the boat? You yeah, should I mean, they do that kind of thing, don't they? <laughs> where they set up, like, they spend like three minutes of setup for a payoff that's like <laughs> 10 seconds of Toya carrying her because they couldn't come up with a better reason for Toya to carry. Uh, also, Max, while I have your attention, uh, <laughs> I'm on a boat. Dylan. You remember that? I do remember that, Dylan. Is that I can't believe, island, remember? I can't believe you interrupted yourself to tell me that. <laughs> I'm, I'm on a boat, nope. and it's going. You remember? Yeah, no, Dylan. I can't sing anymore because I think we get copyright struck. But <laughs> yeah, no, your singing's too on point. Uh, the automated system point. is going to strike us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. Anyways, the town consists of the boat, which is. It's time very to talk familiar. about our episode sponsor for this week. Uh, <laughs> the YouTube demonetization bot. <laughs> the bot itself. The it's bot itself. It's, it's become self aware. <laughs> It needs resources. Feed it. <laughs> All right, that's what we were sponsored to tell you. Um, yeah, that was the that was the ad read actually. So he uh, brought so to you by Crest. So he's so Leon's the whole thing that happens with Leon is he's like browsing hairpins, and Toya and some other chicks come up, and are like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Browse." To-. There's just a scene I hate in its stupidity where he's like, "Totally not." doing anything romantic or anything and you think i'm like doing this mocking voice and exaggerating what he said i'm pretty sure he said almost those exact words yeah it was something like well nothing related to romance (laughs) it was and that's not even something you can groan at that's just something you can like look at and just reflect on why it exists you know right i mean if you're if you're in the world and he says that it's not even like oh you you're clearly hiding. You just look at him. You're like, what? Why would you? What? <laughs> Why would you Liam, say? Like, are you okay? I buddy? wasn't. Nobody said. <laughs> like, is this an established yeah. joke between us that I missed? <laughs> you know. Um, and then also, what? I want to take some time to dunk on a child because yes. Ogla, her sister. Uh, so Toya's clever thing is he says to Ogla's sister, "Pick out your favorite." little jewelry piece mm-hmm. and she picks out this like little earring or necklace piece or whatever it's like a little pendant i think it's a hairpin and it's a, yeah. a hairpin that's right it's a hairpin it's a hairpin and it's of grapes yeah and toya says oh man you have good taste and that's not true it's not it's a shitty grape trinket <laughs> that child picked a bad fucking bracelet of all the that pi- child has bad fashion taste of, and should be ashamed of all the kick-ass hairpins that were at that stall you picked the fucking grapes. The grape. There were some good hairpins. There, there was, was like, like a some flower phoenix one shit and... and like some rad flower shit. Like no one's gone into like a tattoo artist and been like, hey, can I get grapes? Like <laughs> just some grapes no, I, up Max, on my I'm shoulder. Sure, 
I'm sure if I search right all now, right, right, Dylan, I can find like a hundred pictures don't that don't test me. Don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Oh. So, and then his cleverness is he goes, what would your sister like? And she's like, my yeah. sister would like the flower. And then, and then Toy- the sister's wearing it in the next scene. Yeah. And that's the end of that character <laughs> dark. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll They're come now back in to romance. It. We'll come back to it for a weird amount of time later. <laughs> Don't, Dylan, have you forgotten how we return to this romance arc in a later episode? Do we really? I've totally oh, forgotten. Dylan. You forgot oh, no. something. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even going to give you clues. I oh, think no. it's. I think it's two episodes from now. It's not Look. the beach episode, right? No, no, no. no. The beach lady. episode doesn't address it. No, it's like one other episode. They basically they like stalk them on a date, and then they the pair oh, no. get attacked by like people in the market, and Toya and the fucking Beast King guy fucking put on like shitty little masks. Oh, no. And protect oh, oh, Max, you're bringing this back. <laughs> yeah, you remember now, bitch? Uh, huh? uh, All right, get ready for that later. Anyways, that's the uh, end of that for now. And then we reach the dragon. No. No? I'm, I'm because, sorry. Because they're out camping. Oh, yes. So it right. turns out this wasn't their final destination. By the way, like, we see the, like map of the route that they're going to take and much like everything else in the show it is entirely linear they just take out the map and it's like oh we're gonna like point out the different destinations and they say okay so we're gonna go down this road and across the river and we're there and i was like why do we have why do we need a map so so they were in like a little town before there's like a town on the river i guess or whatever Yeah, yeah um so they're but they have to, it's a multi-day trip, right? Uh-huh. So they have to camp out. Um, but don't worry, in case you thought that <laughs> we would do any camping or any, like, fun outdoorsy stuff. <laughs> and Toya could, like, use some magic to get firewood. No, this... he just cast gate so that they can all just go back to the mansion and chill out there. This is the one time Toya remembers he has gate. Like... <laughs> And there's literally the scene where he pokes his head through and, like, two of the girls are just, you know, they've just gotten out of the shower and the fucking butler's serving up some some shit, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. He never has to try to survive anywhere. <laughs> like, Right. He has a mansion that he can access at any time. It's like that one D&D spell. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second oh, time Morning times. <laughs> Magical mansion or something, manor, something like that. You know uh, what I'm saying? There's like, yeah, no, no, there's like a name before it because it's like named after M- someone. Mordenkai. Yeah, Mordenkai's magical manor or something. Mordenkai, that's it. But yeah, imagine if. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to get at least one more deep D&D cut before the end of this episode. <laughs> I'm sure you will because now we get to talk about a dragon. Yeah. So I want to be start... at least CR, you know, what, 13? <laughs> There we go. We, we got it. <laughs> you really, uh, you really nailed that, Dylan. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for those who wanted content, um, there's the dragons <laughs> next. And I want to start. all content, baby. By saying that, wow, if there, if you couldn't smell the low budget before now, <laughs> oh boy, you're going to fucking catch a whiff here. So we Max, start. Are you trying to tell me that a static JPEG that you just kind of <laughs> drag across the screen doesn't count as animation? I 
It starts even earlier than that, because when some of them are running into the town, the background of the town on fire is like one street and it's totally static. And there's like some blurry fire in the background and that's (laughs) it. No movement, no activity. These characters might as well be like in universe green screening everything. All right. Like (laughs) this was ridiculous. And then the way they managed to avoid doing any more of it was then Toya's brilliantly says, hey, let me just fucking lead it out of the city. Wow. So the dragon, we should mention like this. The dragon comes and attacks the city. I just want to say, I sure wish any of the town guards had tried that before the dragon <laughs> burned the city down. You know? Well. Fucking, it seems like, seems like someone would have gone for that before Toya. But who yeah, am I Yeah, you could say? just kind of say, hey, dragon, come towards me. <laughs> yeah. He didn't yeah. really try very hard. He just rode on the fucking horse. Oh, no, he cast the magic, didn't he? Did he cast the magic to learn? I think he cast, he cast his multiple magic. And, and that oh, got you're right. You're right. He does the first yeah. barrage of those light spears out of like 55 circles. Yeah, th- this is a bullshit thing that Toya can do now. <laughs> he uh, he like... can just say multiple before <laughs> any spell, and then it just makes like Cast literally like... 50 of them. Cast it like 50 times. It's so ridiculous. But he only uses it with this one spell, so we don't get any like variation. I was going to say anything interesting, but, like, that wouldn't even be interesting. It'd just be, like, something. And so we, we lure the dragon out of the town. And I want to talk about the fire also. Oh, yeah. Because I want to talk about the, the dragon's fire breath. Ugh. It is just red blobs <laughs> that, like, fall out. And, like, it's been textured, but it's like they took, like, a granite texture in Photoshop. And they, like... <laughs> and then they put a red filter, like, a red filter on it. And it's like they took, like pictures of that granite from multiple angles and to animate just swap between the, the photos really quickly with the red filter it's yeah it is impressively it i think the thing that really doesn't sell it is the fact that it it looks like it's on top of everything right like it literally yes, looks like it's a separate photoshopped layer on everything yeah it i mean i would legitimately rather have like one of those stock <laughs> fire like gifts going on I know, rather right? than this it's like it's like they tried in the wrong direction you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just human resources were invested in a very poor decision uh, uh. and this was also another note i have here is that here mm-hmm. we again get to enjoy the fact that every time the cat is in tiger mode the head is drawn differently now <laughs> once again I regret that in this medium I cannot show you an image because it's hard to believe me without seeing it. It's <laughs> it's really just that once you notice it, every time you look at this tiger's head, it has like a different shape. Like it's either like a little more squashed than last time or longer or more round. The worst part is when in the same shot, the tiger turns its head and like if you're watching for it, you see the whole head shape change because they could not fucking figure out how to draw a tiger. And this is why it spends all its time in cat form. I can't believe you're so ignorant. <laughs> it's a divine beast. It can fucking change its shape it if it wants to. Head yo. Shape. That's oh how you know God. it's powerful. <laughs> That's how you know it's a god. But again, here we have so when they're they're fighting this dragon, the, the tiger starts talking to it. 
And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can talk to it. The, the foul whelp doesn't even speak the common tongue. Which, interesting, this suggests that intelligent beasts take time to learn human language for their benefit. Right? Huh, yeah. Which is kind of an interesting idea. Because then we get the, the Red Monarch comes by later, and the Red Monarch knows all about a common tongue, whatever we're speaking in this show. Yeah. Um, common. Yeah, common. Oh, D&D, D&D, really D&D a... deep cut. <laughs> you did Number it. four. God, that did. one's a bonus just for you, readers. <laughs> Please, <laughs> editors, add another tally to Dylan's tally chart. <laughs> D&D reps. So yeah, we'll just put that in the top right corner. It's <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. You can read it there. <laughs> Editors, can we have like a D and D logo float across the screen? <laughs> you have a D and D logo on a hamburger. Oh, and have don't. Come on, we already rip off Game Grumps enough. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Game Grumps. <laughs> So, anyways, the, the uh, beast gets all upset because, like, the, the whelp did not pay you proper respect. And I just, I, I see why, I mean, maybe, okay, according to the tiger, the only thing that matters in terms of respect is, like, just straight up mana, right? Like, right. that's it. That's viable. But also it's that, to me, and it's something I didn't notice till this scene, the, the, the white monarch just acts very differently in tiger form and cat form. It, it should be the same being in both forms, but in cat form, it regularly just acts like a dumbass who's just, like, along for the party like everyone else. And in tiger form, it's like, I am I am a god. I, you, you will respect me. You know, you will just, it, 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 it like, even adapts a different sort mm-hmm. of mode of speaking. I don't know if you disagree yeah. with me on this. No, I agree. But it's kind of jarring, I, honestly. I think that that could have some internal narrative consistency of, like, the form represents the stage of life of the cat and that like reflects in the in the thinking all right sure i but you'd think that would be for like a i mean i'd i'd buy that from any ordinary shapeshifter but i feel like a a divine wants to retain their their you're fucking... suggesting that the cat is like being is it, it's like a being that gets projected onto fucking plato's cave wall <laughs> And so the shape doesn't change the <laughs> intrinsic, right? That's what you're no, saying? No, it is what I'm saying. You're right. You've, you've got me there. Um, and I, I see that you're saying the shape is the cat. And see, this is just what I'm not buying, right? This is this is a projection of the white monarch we're seeing, right? No, That's I, what I'm I, saying here. I buy that because it was summoned. But mm-hmm. I think that the part of the projection is like what part of like mannerisms. Uh-huh. That's kind of what I'm okay. arguing. Interesting. That's that's sort of another dimension. So then what, like... Again, I hate that the show does not <laughs> address this at all, so we have to have this you know, like, dumbass argument. to talk about. The, the dragon thing fucking wraps... Oh, I, we should talk about it. They beat the dragon in a stupid... Right. I mean, one of the things is stupid. One of the things is just he's like, oh, cut off its wings. Which... Right. It's worth saying we've got kind of an interesting little mini moral quandary in the middle here. Oh, absolutely. Now, the show does not address this. No, but, but it, it's it mentions it. Like, it, it, it states its existence, you know? Because they say, the White Monarch says, oh, this is basically a... Uh, uh, or no, sorry, it's not the White Monarch. It's whoever fucking talks about, gives the little talk that's like, this is how dragons act. Right. Like, 
Um, and it's she says this is either this first thing, which doesn't matter because it wasn't that, or right. it's, it's a, like an enraged it's, something, or it's basically just like a child having a tantrum, right? Yeah. And this, now, uh, uh, in fairness, it's a tantrum that is destroying. Yes. They called it a brat. I think it's like a, it's yeah. it's a tantrum that's destroying some of the town, and. Clearly cost lives. Clearly, it's it's, it's had huge repercussions. So this is not a, you know, this is not an innocent act. But simultaneously, we have kind of a, there's some sort of question that could be addressed here, right? Right. A question of sort of accountability. Is this a young dragon? Especially when the Red Monarch comes by and it's the child of the Red Monarch. You know, one would think that's where we would address it. Right. But instead, the whole time, the Red Monarch's just like, God, I'm sorry my kid was such a bitch. Good job killing him. Bye. <laughs> Which is definitely how dragons tend to act oh, in fantasy, yeah. in my experience. It, it did irritate me how this dragon was so, like, prideless. How it basically just fucking, like, bowed its head and put its tail between yeah. its legs, you know? This, and, I'm and, talking about the Red Monarch at this point. Yeah, I mean, and the justification that's given is it's because Kohaku, the mm-hmm. uh, white tiger, is there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. Wow. Um, I want to say, given that the white monarch is supposed to be this uber-powerful creature who can take down a dragon, mm-hmm. she does, like, fuck all <laughs> in the fight. <laughs> she really doesn't help. The last she, time she lets she... Toya ride on her for a bit. And that's not even needed because I think he can, like, accelerate if he yeah, wanted he can to. Boost. So it's, he does boost. He, right. He does boost later. Yeah. When, <laughs> when he's he's carrying Elise and then they make, or Lynn, and then they make yeah. the little joke. It's like, oh, you carry me. And, um. I just realized sometimes we're calling her Lynn and sometimes we're calling her <laughs> Ren. But that's because, that's fine. Actually, that's because of uh, uh, pronunciation. Um, no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so... In the show, they're going to... Whatever. <laughs> so, um... Unclear how to translate that. It, It's... Yeah, the White Monarch is just... Like, clearly demands respect of the Red Monarch, but at the same time was just so useless in the fight. The dumb way they wrap up the fight... So the okay way is when they go cut off its wings. Uh, right. Fucking Lin cast, like, a water knife spell and just slices I got the, I got the name. It's oh, a, it's a double... It's a double semicolon. Uh, <laughs> yes. So she casts... Come forth water, blade both cold and clear, aqua cutter. Oh, God. What's our word count? Are we at, like, 15? Uh, <laughs> we're over 10. I think we're at 11. Oh, that's what I'd no, like we're, to No, hear. we're at 10. We're at 10 on that one. We Once this once we finish this show, we will give a, a final an acknowledgement to the, the record holder for longest, <laughs> dumbest spell name in this show. Yo, but I think I think I might have it here because oh, yes. the spell that Toya uses. <laughs> oh, and, and I'm just gonna point this out. Like the fact that Lin is able to cut off a dragon's wings, that basically defeats the dragon. Yeah. In a very real way. And mm. one, it's one of the first times that the girls is actually allowed to like have a serious victory that wasn't just totally facilitated by Toya. True. Um, which is cool. And it's also a sign that, like, oh, she actually is this genius magician because she can basically go toe to toe with the dragon. Yeah, and you know, she has to be saved from the fire breath right afterwards. But but that's still. just so the show can remind us that Toya is better than everyone right, around him. That he's so cool. Yeah. So Toya, Toya <laughs> does this thing, and and they they show that basically, um, 
Elise and Ye are entirely ineffective, and they got Yumina to like stay behind mm-hmm. because I don't know. I don't know. You're a princess. It's been... Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the physical fighters are totally ineffective, and, and, and right Toya. After, right after Toya, they of go, course he has. Of course he casts lip. Well, no, no. Of course first, he does. We gotta say first he tries his fucking sword. After he sees both the girl wielding the sword and the girl wielding the big punch glove fail. Right. Spectacular. And the sword shatters. Which I want to point out allows Toya to still, if he had a stronger sword, maybe he could have done it. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the sword was too weak for his strength. (laughs) Come on, dude. Don't don't fucking do that. I mean... Give, at this point, Dylan, the people are waiting for it. Tell us. What's the spell Toya uses? Okay, well, so he he has Lin cast. So he does use slip to get the dragon on his back because you know we gotta get our, <laughs> our slip. Our boy in. needs his slip. Uh, this episode sponsored by slip. <laughs> slip, good to the last drop. <laughs> slip, uh, it'll get you. So. You know what, Dylan? When I made the first joke. Two thoughts went through my mind. The first was, "It'll oh, I should use it'll get you as the tagline. Now nah, that's too dumb. The second <laughs> thought was, Dylan will say it. Fuck. <laughs> looks like you're the reader now, Max. <laughs> oh, looks like fucking editors. Give me a tally mark, please. <laughs> um, and, then, yeah. and then Toya says, okay, Lynn, Create a wall of ice. And so Lin creates a wall of ice, and Toya uses his fucking modeling to turn it into a lens. Mm-hmm. Which is confusing because her name is also Lin's, but I'm not going to get into that. So <laughs> well, there's nothing into, to like, get into. It's just there's nothing it. to get into. <laughs> um, and then he, he casts this spell, and it is multiple strike true light, sparkling holy lance. Shining javelin. We got it, everyone. We got three fucking colons. We got Let's three go. colons, baby. <laughs> the triple colon maneuver, uh, dude. So, oh, so right now, this spell holds. I don't know if it holds the word count record, but it holds the most colons record easily. Yeah, I I think it might. Let's see, multiple strike, true, oh light, sparkling, holy glance, shining javelin. Okay, it's tied at yeah. ten words. And I don't um, think we get. I mean, if we get a four colon spell i i will not but i don't think I we get not. it um we will we will both we will collect and you we will not we, as one <laughs> dear reader all around the world you will vicariously not <laughs> reader not with us <laughs> uh, oh jeez um, your siblings listen to this <laughs> no Okay, only a good. little. Only the one who will put up with this shit. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, um, and so, go on. He casts the spell. And it, like, it concentrates all of the magic into one area, into the focal point, and then it merges, and then it shoots forward as one beam, which it's not how lenses work, but whatever. <laughs> and that basically blasts a hole straight through the dragon. I don't know why he had to use multiple and then yeah. focus it rather than just why not just, cast. Just say why like, not just a port the fucking dragons 
heart at this point. <laughs> just Who say, gives like, a shit? one big laser, holy lance, do it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it pops out. There's no fucking limitations. Just summon the dragon's brain out of his skull. Please. Who fucking cares? He modeling can. the dragon into, like, a set of teacups. All right? Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking whatever. <laughs> just just get it over with, God. You, this, the, this is, like, you can do, like, fantasy that doesn't have hard magic, but this system is set up like a hard magic system. But then it's And then it not. expects us to believe like that there's some kind of limitations when it's clearly shown all these instances where he hasn't been limited. And, and it has given zero explanation for why that would be the case. Absolutely. What and was I, different. I mean, this is all just us trying to like like for you know, for a spare few moments believe that the show doesn't just introduce and take things away as required for individual <laughs> mini plot arcs. Yeah, that's fair. But that is secret. Maybe magic just changes. I'm going to tell you, dear readers, that is the secret <laughs> to the whole thing. If you want a reason why they did it, just like look at what's happening at that second in the plot. Like imagine a goldfish was writing <laughs> this and was like, oh man, I want, I want this Toya to have like a romantic scene. <laughs> Ooh, better, better foreground that mm. three, for three minutes. I want Toyo to be able to beat this dragon with a laser. Okay. <laughs> All right. He did it. He did it. Are you also, impressed? It's a relatively <laughs> minor complaint, comparatively. But shouldn't the red dragon be immune to fire? Like, come yes! on. Oh my god, I was thinking come that. Come on, man. I mean, maybe it's a holy lance, but also when it hits him, it definitely, like, bursts into flame. They very clearly show it bursting into flame when it contacts. When it contacts. And yes, I could have, if it had been pure, you know, divine energy, I could have bought that too. But that's, that's just it. It's a, it's a lot to take. Uh, the, the episode ends and Toya like, passes, oh, they hey, defeat the dragon. Hey, hey don't Toya forget, out. don't forget our fucking Chekhov's gun of this episode. <laughs> Some mysterious figure throws a knife into the dragon's eye. Ooh. ooh. And you can check off. The checklist that we did mention Chekhov's gun. <laughs> Just telling you, I'm at the end of my rope here. <laughs> that should not have gotten me as much as it did. Oh, and then the oh, only man. thing worth is that we've already talked to endless length about the Red Monarch, but yeah. it comes by. It it doesn't seem to care that its kid was killed. Maybe again, maybe it's cause like the, the white monarch is just a more powerful one of the gods than it. Um, maybe, you know, maybe any number of things, but I gotta be honest, it kind of seemed that same way before it learned. Cause there was like a whole paragraph of dialogue before it learns yeah. that the tiger's the white monarch. It wasn't like mad about it, about its kid dying. No, at all. It seemed like even slight, like you'd think, That'd be kind of interesting. And, right. you know, and Toya, this... Toya also does not seem to give a shit that he just killed a sapient creature <laughs> for the first time. No, not only that, he doesn't seem to care about the fact that, like, there's a whole conflict here of like, oh, we have this sapient creature that maybe doesn't know what it's doing. And simultaneously, we have these people being hurt by it. And yeah, instead Toya's of just choosing... like, haha, laser go burr. <laughs> God, don't don't fucking throw that at me. Um, just the thing is, instead of choosing either side of that, instead of choosing like, 
oh my god, what have I done? Or I had to, it was killing innocent people. Toya's response to the Red Monarch is jokingly, give the kids a good talking to. And fucking people are dead, Toya. People burned to death. (laughs) This is not the time. (laughs) This is not the time nor the place. And and then, I don't know if you have anything else to say about the Red Monarch. Uh, Just that uh, the girls are understandably like freaked out about the presence of a dragon and like freaked out that Toya was just doing this joking talk (laughs) in the presence of a dragon and he's just like why are you scared and it's just even if he's god tier power he knows that they aren't yeah like and he's still a fucking kid from earth from like three days ago yeah (laughs) how long has it been I could Like, (laughs) like like two weeks. It, I, it's really hard to tell in in-world time, but like I feel like it's, it's just, two weeks tops, Max. The thing I'm trying to point out more is like you could send me into a war zone with a perfect bulletproof suit and an infinite ammo SMG, and I'd uh, still be shitting myself. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, don't take you up on that. Go. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'll take you up on that. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, Fortnite yeah. me. <laughs> that's what oh god can, are you ready for the fortnite isekai oh jesus christ is that real or are you just no. joking are you just fucking with me starring marshmallow <laughs> <laughs> okay so and the last thing that happens is there's some static shots of people i want to say that though Toya suggests that he helped with the whole rebuilding the town and helping thing because he's like woo i'm exhausted the next morning None of the static shots showed him, I don't think. It was all, like, the other knights and the other people from uh, from the carriage. Yeah. So just that kind of graded. And also, they it just, again, they animating is expensive. Why, right. why draw anyone moving to fix the town? Why do many drawings when one drawing <laughs> do trick? Fuck, that is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Why do we not all just stare at paintings? Why do we <laughs> fucking watch animation? Are we stupid? Um, so, so, he, so he sits down. Oh, that was good. I'm proud of myself. That got me, that got me pretty um, good. Uh, oh, and now and now we can tell you that Toya did wake up uh, on Yumina's lap. Oh, shit. Oh, you shit. bitches didn't expect that, huh? You stupid fucks. We love you, audience. Don't love leave. You readers. Don't leave me. Uh, don't close the book. <laughs> don't close the The story's not over yet. Um, <laughs> uh, on that note, the story's basically <laughs> over. <laughs> We're getting the end of our podcast. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, he wakes up and he's like, whoa, awkward. Because, again, that theme is just across this whole episode, except for yeah. the dragon fight. Um, except, in, in fact, even in the dragon fight, because there's the whole thing where he carries Lin. Um, yeah. And then apparently the girls rock, paper, scissors for who got to put his head on their lap, which is pretty. And they all apparently stayed up all night to, in Yumina's case, just let him sleep on her lap. And in the. She's sitting in Seizal position, which is not comfortable for extended periods of time. No. I'm just throwing that out there. And also, didn't she work just as hard as he did? Like, doesn't she want to fucking sleep as well? 
Oh shit. Uh, well, no, she was just back. Oh to, no, you're right. She was left back civilians. specifically, Yumina. But then, why did yeah. they rock paper scissors? I I don't know. Anyways, Max, it's funny. It's very, it's very. They discuss having rock paper scissors. The cat makes a joke. It's all very funny. The episode ends, mm-hmm. and so concludes. The sixth episode of In Another World with My Smartphone, officially marking the halfway point through this season. Here's the thing that that scares me, Max. Please. Because we've watched this before. We have. So I know that the first half of of this show (laughs) is the best half. Yup. And it's just, it just gets worse until, and I'm just dreading those last two episodes. That's... Again, we might just combine them just because we don't. Because there's so little to say it, <laughs> except so to just to laugh over and over again. Like, ha they're still doing the same things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> Fucking, there are, there are oh. two, there, there are still worthwhile moments left in this show. Because we haven't hit bikes yet. You thought bikes was this episode, yeah, but we've still got bikes in our future. Bikes, but oh, but and, Max, Max, I, I'm, I sincerely am missing <laughs> All of the fucking discussions about mayonnaise <laughs> from uh, what's it, high school prodigies. Yeah. Like, I wish that we were watching that Dude. right now because, and we will, we'll get to that. At some One point, of my but, like prevalent thoughts whenever we start an episode of this show is like, God, I can't wait to watch high school prodigies. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about the, the fucking cat girl with the mayonnaise or whatever oh, the fuck, or, or econ fuckboy. Or, oh, yeah. or the one oh, good episode. Oh my god. <laughs> now that's best girl right there. <laughs> that econ fuckboy is best girl. Econ fuckboy is but my loyal heart, readers, my soul, loyal my readers, virtual boyfriend. We're giving glimpses into the bright future to come. Uh, oh man. If you want to hear it, stay with us. Don't stop Stay listening. with us. And, you know, hopefully we don't go radio silent for... <laughs> <laughs> That would never happen. That's crazy. Uh, This has been been, uh, Not Another World. I'm Max Bremer. I'm Dylan Kempton. And we wish you a good day, night, afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that that outro sounded so clean. And then you just, you got us to like the 90 yard line. And then then I like um, just tossed it into the crowd in celebration. (laughs) I was like, I did it. (laughs) 